I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome, it's episode 123, and you know what that means. Actually, it has nothing to do with episode 123, but it's the Vikings preview episode. Lovely day, lovely day, lovely day. day. (laughs) Man, there is no better fucking, any better week of the year, any better moment that I have as a goddamn American adult (laughs) human being. Then leading up to the NFL opening game. The Shield. That's right. You gotta pot that down, but keep it going, John. Got to pot it down, though. So Brandon can talk over it. Keep it in the background. <laughs> I think I just did "Owner of a Lonely Heart." <laughs> one of the best songs but ever. And that's dedicated. One of the best songs ever is dedicated to one of the best fucking teams having one of the best seasons ever. And I'm talking about the Minnesota Vikings, our squad, our favorites, uh, <laughs> our guys, our guys, our purple warriors. Purple Warriors. These guys are in the trenches. They're out on the battlefield, uh, taking no mercy, no prisoners. Everybody in no the surrender. league does two a days. Our guys are doing three a days, sometimes four a days, because that's how hard they work. They haven't taken a drink of water in six weeks. They're fucking parched. They don't need it. Nope. Because you know what? While the other teams are getting a drink of water, these guys are doing more burpees, extra yep. burpees. Remember the Titans. Extra burpees. When the other teams are having dinner. The Vikings are watching film, breaking it down. All twenty-two film room video, all the angles. I mean, they got they got angles that you and I have never heard of or seen before. That's out all up in the league games. These guys are right. Yep. So Vikings let's break it down. In all twenty-two. 
Last year, 2014, uh, we were expecting uh, we were expecting some surprises. All we were looking for really was just some promise from these guys, right? I mean, we knew they were young. We knew they mm-hmm. were dealing with uh, a big a big word that I keep that I keep thinking about this season: uh, adversity. You know, o- overcoming adversity. Uh, these guys can do it like no no one else because uh, they had a bit of a you know I don't think we want to get into it here, but a uh, bit of an unfortunate situation with one of our our star players, Adrian Peterson, last year. But um, it was a Water teaching moment. Bridge. It was a teaching moment for everybody to to not only learn hey what's acceptable and what isn't just in general. You know, with this fucking mm-hmm. liberal new society. Um, mm-hmm. To, to understand that as teaching, but also just to come together as, uh, I'm going to say it as family, right? I feel like they as a team are family, and I kind of feel like I'm part of their family. And, you know, I learned a lot from these guys last year, too. Not only Well, the, it's easy you know, when things are going well. It's, it's easy to all get along. It's during the difficult times that you learn who you really are. And I think we learned that they're they're all men. They're real men. You know, that's what that's what I learned. I think of learn uh, from them how to be a man. How to be a man, and I think the word character, you know, it really is a, is a is a big word. I think for this squad, having to get through some of those tough times they did last learned year. How to be a husband? How to be, how a, to be a better father? How, how to, to be, be a citizen? A citizen, American, American, of course, American citizen. Uh, it just, it, it just that was to me the story of last season was mm-hmm. again. I'll say it one more time, just because it was important. Adversity to get adversity. through that adversity and uh, to come out the other side, uh, like Andy Dufresne. Uh, you know, this year they're just sort of standing in the rain and looking up to the sky toward the rain. It just hitting them right in the eyeballs. And, uh, and but it feels good, and I, I'm standing there right mm-hmm. with them. I feel like I'm not technically doing two days. I you know I haven't worked out in six seven years, um, but I feel like I've been doing two days sort of mentally. Uh, sure, I've been doing emotional two of days. You know, kind of since 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 training camp started. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready. And I think they appreciate that. I, I do. I think the players feed off that. They know. Oh yeah, no, exactly. They they do, and they feel it, and, and it's sort of like we're in the huddle with them, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, and it's an important thing for for those guys to understand that. Hey, you know what? We got we got your back, whether yes, it's Adrian do. or whether it's the you know the the fifty third guy in that roster, um, which Bob I think Blanton. is which I think is Bob Blanton. Um, we're we're with Bob too, you know. We're with him, and and we're hoping for the best for him. I you know I I don't know what happened to him, but he's he seems to not be able to move. You know, really well at all. He's slow, and something happened. But we're with him too um, at all times. So, so that was the story of last season. Seven and nine. They could have easily been. I don't know. I got to think at least twelve and four, thirteen and three. If a couple breaks would have gone their way. Um, mm-hmm. Again, a, a real long suspension Rep. for for our guy AP. Which uh, you know, we don't need to get into it here. Again, you know, it, the past, is the past. But a ridiculous suspension for him. He should have been in there. He should have been in there pretty much the next week. Um, you know, you tell him what he did wrong. He's a grown up. He'll figure it out, and then you move on. But anyway, anyway, I don't want to get into that. Um, easily could have been a twelve and four season, but you know what? Uh, we're here in the now and the present. And I got to tell you what, guys. I looked through the schedule. I checked out the depth chart. I've been 
depth chart. I've been down to Mankato. And the depth chart. Death death chart. I looked at the death chart uh, a few times. Um, I went down to Mankato, slept over down there a few times uh, in the camp, uh, in the dorms with them. And uh, I got to be honest with you. I feel something special this season. Do you guys feel you it? Feel it? Is it? I, I can feel it. I didn't know. I didn't want to say anything because I didn't know if anybody else could feel it. No, we haven't talked about it together uh, at all. And uh, again, uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, do a spoiler alert here. But togetherness is probably going to be a theme that we're going to come come back to a couple times. Um, we haven't talked about it together, but yeah, I'm glad that you guys are feeling the same thing because I feel like it's a uh, it's a thing that's inside of me. The the Vikings are inside of me. They're they're part of you. They're they're all fifty three are inside of me. I got they've all they've all been inside of me. I feel like at one time or another, depends on sort of who I'm, you know, the situation, or whatever. I got I got at least one of these Vikings inside me at all times, mentally, mentally, of course. Um, sometimes two or three. It just kind of depends on what sort of where I'm at in the situation. Um, if I'm dealing with, you know, adversity, I got AP inside mm-hmm. me. I got him inside me, and it's just he and I, and uh, he's there, and he's kind of guiding me through when I, you know, uh, when I get in a fight down at the bar or something. He's he's there with me, and he's sort of guiding me, and it just feels, um, I, you know, <laughs> um, I'm getting emotional. I I just feel like he's with me, you know, and in I, the, I feel like he's in me. When, when my boss tells me, you know, you're not good enough. We never should have got you, Teddy. I think of Teddy, mm-hmm. his calm eyes and his smile and the way that he handled all of the supposed, I'm doing quotes, can't see because it's a podcast, supposed ex- draft see. experts. Yeah. All wrong. If, the dra- if, you, if you could do the draft over, the 2014 draft over again, who yep. would you pick first? Teddy B. Here's what I've always said. You can go to draft day and you can look at a man's arm, but if you're like us, you have to look into a man's heart and see the size of the man. Norm and that's did. what we did with Teddy. Sometimes you just Norm need to get inside another man. Some, Ted. Sometimes. And, when, you're, when you're going to war... Sometimes that's all there is. And sometimes it'll be like, uh, I'll like come home from work and I'll be drunk and I'll forgotten to pick up my, picked up my kid from daycare. And my wife's like, what a mistake. I, I regret this. God, if I could turn back, I would never have, what I should never have chosen you. And at that point I'm like, what would Matt Khalil do? And it sort of helps me through when I'm sleeping yeah. in a garage. Like I'm I feel pizza like in the oven, and I'm like, "What would Matt Khalil do?" And 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 and, and the answer invariably is uh, go to a franchise pizza restaurant in town with uh, a number of uh, convenient locations with uh, fresh crust pizza pie. And that's uh, yeah. And then I just speak in a comical Italian accent basically for the rest of the night. Um, while just reading through separation papers or whatever. But it's not about me. The point is, I feel like Matt Khalil is with me sometimes as well. I feel like it just it just depends on the situation. Um, but let's get to this season because uh, we just did a pretty good recap of last season. One of the best, I think, ever of recaps. So I want to walk through the offense first because I think that's going to be... 
I, can, I know we said that'd be for the end. I can't wait. But want, I, I just is it bursting out of you? You want to get started? I no, I don't. I couldn't hold it in. Let's start with the offense. I tried. I needed. I needed to say it though. So, they, go ahead. It's just um, what's what's a word that that kind of keeps coming back? To, do you guys have a key like key word of the year for for an offense like this? Do you, do you have one or explosive? I think, explosive. I think my word might be versatility. Oh, that's good. That's a long one. I think I know what that means. It means See, like lots, right? There's a lot of people disparaging the Vikings' offensive line, but I ask you, how many off of offensive lines out there have guys that can play every position along the offensive line? That's flexibility that most teams don't have. Most Not places many. you go, you're looking at a guy who can play right guard. He, he, he's going to play guard, and if there's a space next to him, you're just going to have to sign another player. Well, the Vikings' offensive line is a bunch of guys who played a bunch of different positions. They're they're veterans. They're experienced. Doesn't matter whether they play right guard or left tackle, or if they're just encouraging from the end of the bench, because that's the kind of line they put together. It's so true. Right. I was listening to some um, some guys at work talk about the offensive line, and I think you're right. You look at another team, a guy who's really good at left tackle, and you go, "There, that's a good left tackle." The point that these guys at work were making about like uh, TJ Clemmings is like, I don't know, man, just put him wherever. I don't, you know, and I think they were trying to downplay it, but it's true. Like you just put him wherever you, whatever. We don't know what he is. We just, just, I don't know, put him on a line or something. And that to me, just, I think the versatility word is a really strong one for this, for this offense this year. You just, whatever, right. You know, just put them somewhere. There's, they're big guys. Uh, they're all pretty big. And I, I also look at a guy like on offense like Cordero Patterson. When we talk about versatility, he's a guy that literally you never know where he's going to show up. <laughs> yeah, totally. He how could can be you, like not even in the game. For a guy? How, 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 game plan. how can you prepare for a guy that you literally never know where he's going to be? How do, he how might, do you he might not even play. He might not be the on the line. Fuck of them all. You don't he fucking might not know. even be on the field. What's a what's defensive coordinator supposed to do about a guy that yep. doesn't even play? It's like, hey, man, uh, hey, is he on a, in that? a slot or whatever? And someone's like, no, I just pulled up Instagram. He's on vacation. <laughs> That's, how do you defend that? He's in the fucking Bahamas, and you're like, oh, damn it. Well, that's the kind of stuff. And there's North Steve Dunn. Diggs, touchdown. You know? Like, Nine that's fuck. the sort well, of. You're trying to think about, yeah, the Pina Colada in Cordero's hands. Yeah, like, Curious, how did he. Right? Went for 80. It's amazing because you definitely, if you saw an Instagram of Corderell Patterson in the Bahamas while you were coaching a football game, guarantee you would stop and it would you would think at least for five seconds what the hell is happening, right? What is going on? Well, guess what? While you were doing that, guess what the Vikings were doing? Scoring a touchdown and then doing more burpees. <laughs> that's and they that's their touchdown dance. They might even think that's a... That's like a taunting. Nope. Taunting? Flag them if you want, ref. Doing burpees. That's, that's not taunting. Burpees. You're like, go get some water. Nope. Mountain climbers. I got I to gotta break out for a story from high school football once. When I was a sophomore in high school, every year, the week before the season started, we'd have like a scrimmage with a bunch of area schools that were much bigger than our school. Like I went to Ortonville and we'd play like Morris and West Central area and Breckenridge, which are... 
uh, they're small towns, but they're way bigger than Ordenville is. And one year, the coach decided that after this scrimmage was over, and by the way, we'd just gotten hammered during this entire scrimmage, we were going to we were gonna do like more drills while everybody else was there just to intimidate them because we weren't tired yet. In reality, we just spent uh, two hours getting our brains beaten in, and now we're doing drills and everybody's exhausted. And the rest of these guys are like over at the concession stand eating hot dogs and drinking popcorn. What are they doing? Why are they still practicing? It's over, guys. You, you can be done for the day. I feel like if you had gone through this Viking season last year, you would have been better, though, because you would have learned how to come through the other side, and that would have made you like Ortonville would have been a, probably like some sort of powerhouse. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was all that was all that was missing. More that's like camp. That's what the Vikings could have done for us. More you, like candy. <laughs> you probably like, didn't you guys, have enough like, child beaters in your town. That's that was it, that was not a problem. It all comes back. It's never been an issue. Let's no, just, no, no. Put that on the oh, table. We got our quota. That we might have had. Child of, never been one of them. We got our quota. Um, you guys want to talk about uh, Teddy B? Because I feel like it's just rising up inside of me how much I want to talk about this guy. I. You guys are going to need to do it. I can't. You see this guy. You see this guy show up to practice, and he's uh, you know he weighs 112 pounds, and uh, and weirdly, like 70 of that are in those like hamburger helper gloves he wears. You know, he looks like that mascot, um, but it works for him. You know, and uh, and I think what he lacks in arm strength, he can only, as you know, um, he was born with a medical condition where he can only throw the ball 16 yards. Um, <laughs> He he makes up for with uh, you know a word that I think is really key for him. I would say is guile. Guile is the one I go to. He's got so much. He's got guile coming out of his hamburger helper hands. You know they're just like it's just like seeping out of those gigantic mitts he has uh, with those weird hands of his. Um, and I think the guile and the game management that he has. Uh, and the Can't leadership qualities are just things that you just have and you're born with. And he's he's got mm-hmm. a gift. And I just say hallelujah. That's what I just mm-hmm. a word that I think of with Teddy is hallelujah. That he's with us mm-hmm. and he's going to be with we us. Are, and we I, are truly blessed. He's going to be with us and hopefully in us again mentally. Oh, again mentally. I I want him to be in us um, a lot for years for probably twenty years. I guess probably. For like with science advance, medical advancements, I hope, and I hope every Sunday, every for twenty years. Take me to yep. church, Teddy. I'll, you know the song. It's a I new hope, song. I hope he, George Blanda, playing quarterback at age forty nine, just like that. And Teddy he's like punting twenty seventh professional season, smoking cigs at midfield. All of that. I want him in me every Sunday. Take me to church, Teddy. And thankfully, there's no. Hidden meaning behind that song. It's just literal. Hosier's getting taken to church. He needs a ride to church. Yep. And I need to ride to church, too. And guess who's going to give it to me? Teddy Teddy. B. Teddy B. That's our guy. And uh, Behind that offensive line that... (sighs) Yeah, let's move on to the offensive line. I mean... Versatile. So versatile. Well, we're back to it. I think... 
the word the words that come to my mind are you know it was odd the other day that I think my wife butt dialed me I don't really know what was going on but I thought the words were and she kept saying it over and over was next man up <laughs> and I it struck me it was like yeah yeah she's the Vikings offensive line it's so funny I don't remember her being into football I do know that she's been hanging out with the Hell's Angels a lot. Like some volunteer that, work that, with the I, with the I Hell's Angels, too. so maybe I the Hell's Angels are getting her into into. Maybe she was at some sort of football camp with the. I, I don't. With the Hell's Angels, Hard to so, say. I know that they work her out pretty good. So, it's it's. I I'm sure it was sort of an exasperated. Next man, Small you know, like a next man up, next man, you know that sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Commandeering, but also pretty exhausted. I'm guessing is that is that how it sounded. Exactly like that. Yeah. I assume it was. Yeah, that's a uh, Hell's Angels giving her a, a class on cross football. Fit. Probably. Yeah, she's probably doing those ropes. You know, when she have to lift the rope, the, the long, hands, the long like ropes. both hands. Yeah, like the both the, hands. Where they flip up and down and flop them up and down. Yeah. Next man up. Who else is gonna hold on to the other side of the ropes? Probably. That's a great thing, man. I'm I'm really glad that you still have a wife. I would I can't imagine how great of a feeling that is. Um, so next man up is a great way to think about this offensive line because they are they are on like their fourteenth and sixteenth and seventeenth best best guys typically, but you know, other other teams you see a guy go out and you're like, Oh my god, he's so valuable, who's this new guy? And I think for us the nice thing for me is like who are any of these in a good way, right? In a in a really positive. Well, I manner. think what so other teams do, let's the, say, you know, that the, a team like the Vikings last year that had such a horrible offensive line, just mm-hmm. horrible, and the year before, it real just a horrible point. offensive line. Couple, three, four years and in a row. What a, what a lot of teams will do is say address that in the draft, like with high draft picks. They don't or, believe, or free agency. They might they might pick. You no, know, you know what the Vikings do. And they do it year after year. They'll take the guy, the, the guys that were hungry. You're, they'll, they'll get your fourth rounders. Yep. At the at the highest, they'll, they'll get your fifth or sixth or seventh rounder. They'll get you a a guy like Mike Harris, who was an undrafted free agent out of college and signed for uh, five hundred thousand dollars. You know, after being in the league and cast off from San Diego, they'll get a hungry guy like Mike Harris, and 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 ask him to switch positions. That's what the Vikings will do. That's how you know that they are good at adversity. Hungry. They get you, the hungry guys. You know what I like about the way they do things is they very clearly um, will choose somebody who is like raw and athletic but not good at football right now. Or like sure. was good at football but not ath- like has no ability. You know, for like the next, so they will only take a guy that has one of the two just to make sure he stays. I think the word you just hit on was a really important one that I I am now going to keep coming back to is hungry, to make sure that they stay hungry all season because you get some of these guys who are both um, talented and have like an upside, like an athletic, like a you know so I'm going to do those all pro. I'm going to do were, those quotes like uh, first all rounder, American college. Yeah, 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 pro bowler. Um, you know, uh, again, the quotes contributes to Super Bowl winning teams and those those sort of things too. Where I just feel like, Talent. yeah, you know, 
you got a ring, but are you hungry next season? And I just, I doubt it. I, you, you very, very rarely will have a team win and then be good again. And uh, oh, once I've been, once I eat, let's say I eat, say like a whole pizza, I'm not hungry anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I eat a lot of whole pizzas on so, my own by myself. But I feel like the Vikings are with me eating. I feel like there's always one guy eating pizza with me, but it's it's actually it's actually physically just me eating the whole pizza by myself. I I, I understand completely. A lot of nights like that. Yeah, no, I know you've had. Uh, I know she's busy. Yeah, yeah. She's, well, it's a few months, but you know, it's busy season. Taxes. She's taking. Uh, is she taking like a course, like a college course, maybe, uh, or high school, like tax, a, tax season. Oh, it's tax season. Right, right. Yeah, September. Yeah, that's yeah. Just gear. I don't up. know much. I mean, I don't. I don't know much about them, but. Yeah, no, I you, you clearly don't handle the finances in your in your house, mm. but no, I mean it, you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta gear up for tax season. I think it's probably, you know, fire yep, an accountant right in, the, right in the meat of it right now. Next man up, fire that accountant, get the new one in. Receipts, I think, is a big thing for her. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's get down. Let's get out to our skill positions. Um, I think an important uh, an important contributor this year is. Uh, it's Kyle Rudolph. I think this is a guy who um, has got so much upside, and I think he's been able to save his energy from That's sitting out I, for most of his career. Yeah, He's a young 34 years old. <laughs> a lot of 34 years old have nothing left to give. A lot, a lot of, of miles, miles on the odometer. Not he's, Kyle Rudolph. He's got no miles. On, he's, he's got zero miles. A lot of tread left in that tire. It's Little a brand new tire. Been driving him to the grocery store every weekend, and that's it. That's a Texas car. It's got no rust. I don't know the rules for rookie of the year, but I have to think he's a front runner. I man, that's a great call. Yeah, I mean, because I know people are talking about Jameis Winston and and uh, Marcus sure. Mariota, and but uh, boy, I don't know, man. <laughs> you give me the bet right now. I'll put te- I'll put ten of my last dollars on Kyle Rudolph, rookie of the year. Market. Amari Cooper or Kyle Rudolph? I'll take Kyle Rudolph every day. He's been in. He's been in a twice. Huddle. Twice when on Sundays. Sundays. I mean, <laughs> which uh, which one of those guys went to Notre Dame? Answer me that. I mean, who's the last guy that didn't succeed out of Notre Dame? You know, there's you can't you can't. I can't name one. I don't. You know, I can't. They what they do? They just churn out. First round draft pick superstars. Yeah, I mean, we they definitely like they have a lot of draft picks. Um, it's interesting to me that they all of the guys who are drafted are Vikings, you know. But they did a great job of getting all of them. I think the pipeline. What I call it, it's a pipeline. Pipelines are important, I think, uh, in general. Self banned to Eden Prairie. There you go. Exactly. Um, so no, I feel great about uh, the interior, and I feel great about Teddy B and uh, these uh, these these skill positions with Kyle and with Steve Diggs, and we already talked about Corduroy, uh, how great he's going to be. Um, mm-hmm. So, do you guys want to move to the defensive end of the ball? Sure, let's do that. Big word I keep coming back to with these guys: uh, uh, attack. They they play football. I th- 
I just I I've been watching football and I think attack seems like something that they should be doing a lot of this year if possible. They got this guy, this Eric Kendricks in the middle, who's, uh, again, we, we we talked about how important it is for the Vikings to have a guy who only has one of the two important skills. And this is mm-hmm. a guy who definitely has been good when he was younger. I mean, I know he was a really good high school player and a pretty good pro, and so he doesn't have the athleticism to succeed at this level, you would think, right? And that would, that would be like the majority of people think, but this is a guy who's going to overcome, and I think he's going to be I able think... to attack. He's going to be that third guy uh, tackling, because you need, you, you know, we're not, gonna, we're not a team that has those guys who are going to like tackle on their own. You know, we're not yeah. one of those sort of showboat, showboat teams. He's going to be the guy that, oh, okay, you have him. You, you guys had him, 12-yard game. I'm going to come and grab his legs at the end and, and pull. And that's an important role, I think. And he's going to, he's going to play it this year to, to, to a T. Similar to Cordero in the sense that he's difficult for a cord, opposing coordinators to, to uh, plan, game plan for. Yeah. Because he's not going to field. I mean, he does, he's not starting. No. This year, so no. he didn't. He didn't win the starting uh, middle linebacker role. So how do you how do you game plan against a guy that's not on the field? I, I think it's just going to give opposing offensive coordinators fits trying to game plan for an Eric Kendricks. They're going to be so confused, like well, he's not on the field, and then like at when the game's out of hand, whoa, there he is. Oh shit! Well, what do we do? What do we do? Now what? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Like, well, Rick Spielman really liked this guy. Why isn't he on the? Why isn't he out there? The game's starting right now. This doesn't even make any sense. So while you're trying to get your head around that, while you're trying to get your head around that, you've got Bob Lanton. Bob Lanton just hit, rushing hit through in, in one of that safety, or um, or like a Linval Joseph just wreaking havoc on the interior because he does like stunts. You know, or mm-hmm. zone blitz reads when he does those. He does zone. They'll do the yeah the three two zone blitz roll. He'll be in hand in the grass, diagonal three point position, hand in the grass, just razor hand uh, grass in the face mask too. That's another huge thing. Stunts that in football that happens totally. Um, so let's uh. What else? What else you guys want to talk about? Should we should we move on to? Uh, should we do our pick to click? Do you guys want to do a prediction? Should, you guys want to talk about special teams? I mean, we've got our favorite guy, Mike Mike Pryfer, again, who's with me a lot of times as well. Um, he's a leader. He's a leader, and he uh, he believes things and says them. And I definitely just say things that he has said in the past, and uh, and it's gotten me. Uh, well, you know. I'll be back at work soon, probably. You know, they'll probably let me back soon. You're Who a little knows? too real for. Well, you know how it is these days. It's you know, you speak your mind, truth, and all of a sudden you're at the home. Truth is never popular, Brandon, but it's right, and that's the important thing. I think um, sticking to your guns is a real big deal for me. For me and, and Mike and uh, Adrian and all, and all the guys, all the best guys. I think it's an important thing to do, and, and we're doing that, and, and they're inside me, and uh, and I just I just feel them all day long. I think Prefer the the thing I like about him is you know there was the, the controversy 
obviously, a few years ago. Uh, media dust-up, if you will. And uh, you know, this last season, I'm not going to point fingers, but, but the kicking game wasn't the strongest aspect of the Vikings. No, no, it, it, and, it wasn't. And, you know, you had a kick, you had a kick field goal kicker, you had your punter, weren't doing so well. And, you know, Prefer, would've, it would have been within his rights to go crazy on these guys. Like, what? why isn't Prefer out there doing something about these guys? He, would, he wouldn't do anything. He, he wasn't doing anything. Just he didn't want the media spotlight on him. I think that's respectable for me that he would just not do anything. Just let the special teams do whatever they're going to do because he did not want to be in the spotlight. I think he could sense how important it was to see and experience and be responsible and accountable for failure. And the failure ha- that happened last year is just going to pay us dividends. It's a, it's a word I, I really just think about all day long with special mm-hmm. teams. Dividends, right? All that, you know, supposedly the mass media, incompetence and bad, you know, all those words that we hear all the time, which is all wrong. But Might anyway. have motion sickness. Does he have vertigo while kicking? All that kind of comments. Those aren't helpful. No. It They're doesn't not. help him or anybody. But you know Maybe what? Maybe we should get a new punter. That doesn't help. Nope. Doesn't help me at all. Is that I, constructive? No, I don't think that's constructive. Yeah, if you're not Maybe able to... Maybe making 30% of his field goals in the preseason isn't a good thing. That doesn't... Good, what good does that do anybody? Am I the only person watching this team? <laughs> Well, no, you're not, okay? We're all watching it, but we some of us choose to support our team and others choose Why to lash out. Why did we give that out. kicker a contract extension? That would be something a person could say out loud. But why would they? That's the important helpful. thing. Makes no sense. Not helpful. No, no. So they're going to come back uh, and be better this year because they were bad last year. That's how, that's how it works, just in general. Um, Everyone knows. It's called regression to the mean. Yeah. Everyone knows. And it only mm-hmm. works in your favor. Progression to the mean is really the... That's the important thing to remember. The keys to this season. It's only when it's good. Otherwise... It's a positive thing in every case. Otherwise, conspiracy. That's sort of how yes. we sort of how we work. So I think it's all going to coalesce this year. Um, and uh, I just I just feel so... I feel so positive uh, and I feel so supportive... Supported... Um, and lonely, but supportive and mostly supported. supported and supportive. Um, and, uh, and yeah, definitely. So do you guys want to, should we, should we pick our guys, our special pick to click this year? Cause I, I do think that it's important that we, we support all these guys equally, but just, you know, you got that like in high school when there's, you know, there's like a cheerleader who's like partnered up with one of the football guys and she like, Make some cookies and wears his jersey on game day. You know, like in movies from the fifties and when life was when America was great. You know, and strong. <laughs> Do you guys want to pick one of those and then we'll? You know, you don't have to send cookies or whatever. I probably will, but you don't have to. But I think that we should have that. A player. Uh, I, yep. I'll pick a. I'll pick a guy. Go ahead, John. All right, controversial in some circles, but I I want to pick a guy who's a veteran. He's a leader. He is a team-first guy. He's not about his paycheck. He's about what's best for the team. He is he he's a quarterback on the defense. I think we can all agree. He's he's a veteran. He's like a coach out there. That's Chad Greenway. Chad Greenway. Boy, that's a good one. That is a really he good is, pick to click. 
he is he for every two steps that every other player on the field has to take, Greenway takes one because that's all he needs. That's how good he is. I definitely have sensed and heard some of the guys talking at work about how he he seems to take fewer steps than everybody else on the field. Yeah. And you might say, hey, is that a guy who is positioned better at the start of the play? And I, the answer to that is yes. That is a guy who, who knows the game of football. And when it came time and the Vikings came to him and said, Chad, we really need you to get paid less money to play football, he was fine with that. And he his only response was, can I still be on the team? <laughs> yep. <laughs> because that's what, he, that's what he thinks about. Team first. What is best for the Minnesota Vikings? Are you honestly going to give me a check I can cash? M, what is the minimum salary? I'll take anything. And that's just an ultimate team guy. That's what he is. He's the ultimate team guy. John, that's a great one. I really love mm-hmm. I really love that pick to click. Uh Clarence, do you want do you want to go or should I go? Go ahead. So I got a guy I've been thinking about for a long time that he's uh He's he's a he's an underrated player. Uh, he hasn't really been getting any love or um, support or really respect or or anything like that. But I definitely feel like he's going to be able to to step it up in a big way. And that's uh, I'm sure you guys see it coming. But Joseph Berger, uh, Joe Berger is is my guy this year. I just think he's uh, he is. He is uh, a player that's on the roster and will probably play. Uh, I think he's going to be center or it or some somebody center. on the line. He probably he's the next man up. He's the next man up, which I know your wife is uh, seems to be familiar with him. Uh, you should ask her. Actually, it's kind of funny if that's how that works. Um, we don't rebuild; we reload. Oh, look who's here! Oh, You're Stu's here. Right here. Time. Stu's here. Stu, we're doing our pick to click. Uh, I just want to let you know, Chad Greenway has already been selected. And I just I just nabbed Joe Berger with the number two pick, and I just feel like I I love this Our guy. Our starting center, Joe Berger. Joe mm-hmm. Joe Berger. Um, he's got this rapport with Teddy um, that I just can sense. I haven't I haven't actually physically seen it, and I haven't read about it or heard that it's a thing. But it's a thing I can sense, knowing uh, knowing what I know and feeling how I feel about this uh, this team. I just feel like he feels like another quarterback. That's like near it's the like having another coach on the field. He's another coach. He's a quarterback's coach on the field as the center. Joe Berger. That's my pick. Clarence, who do you got? There's so many. It's difficult. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Trey Waynes. I think. Uh, when there is such a consensus that uh, from from everyone outside the organization that you were a horrible draft pick, that you will uh, you, you're unlikely to be successful because you you don't have enough talent, that it, it's going to make you hungry. It's, he's got to be the hungriest, probably. If that's the criteria. He's got to be. This starving is the last time Trey Waynes will be brought up on this podcast without being called Trey Rookie of the Year Waynes. R O Y. We should call him Roy Waynes. Yeah, steal of the draft. Even though he was like the eleventh pick. Sod. 
I like to call him Sod. Sod Wayne's because yeah. that's where he's going to be tackling players after oh, they catch double it. Double meaning. Or don't catch it. I'm going with Trey Wayne's. When, when all the other teams look at the Vikings and say, what were you thinking? God, that's just got to make you hungry. Mm-hmm. A chip on his shoulder. Are you hungry or are you starving? That's the real question. Can't for watch him. It's a question that we ask and think about all the time. Uh, that's. I a think pick. it's an, he has an important position too, seeing as how the, you know the, the, the linebackers aren't good at tackling, and I think he's gonna he's not particularly good at tackling either, so he's gonna get a lot of practice tackling. I I think it'll be fun seeing your your uh, your cornerback lead the team in tackles. I think that'll be an interesting thing to watch. Back to the word versatility, and that's what you have in a quarterback who makes 135 tackles this year. I've never seen anything like it. You definitely it'll be a it'll be super fun because it's different than other teams who win. Completely different. It's a it's a multi. The word I use is is multifaceted. One word or two when you got a hyphen. I've never heard of that term, but sure, yeah. Let's get one. Multifaceted, yeah. that's the word I use. That's a great word. That's an awesome word. That sounds fancy. That's Trey Wayne's right there. Sod Wayne's. Wrapped, wrapped all up in one word. Mm-hmm. Stu, you got one? Um, let's see. I'm going to say Matt Asiata. Ooh, oh, man. Lunch Bruising. pail guy. Hawaiian yes. punch. Yeah. Shows up every day. Hawaiian punch. If you need two yards, he's going to get you that yard and a half. If you, need, if you need three yards, he's going to get you that yard and a half. I've heard about him that he does show up basically if every day. If you need five yards, he's going to get you a little, little line of the scrimmage. It depends where they put the ball. But the important part is he is going to show up every day. He's going to take the ball, and he's going to move the ball roughly within a yard of where the line of scrimmage is. But, and you, but forward progress. You don't get consistency like that out of anybody. You get consistency like that out of a Mazziata. He falls forward so that his upper body is over the line of scrimmage. And that's an important part of his game. I mean, it's got to make Lendell White sick to his stomach sitting on the couch watching this guy take his job. You know, He's more like Lendell Slight when he watches Matt Asiata do his job. Oh, oh my God, that was gorgeous. Emasculating. <laughs> that was beautiful. No, I apologize for coming in late because I was talking to our, our uh, Vikings expert, uh, Josh Fiedler, uh-huh, about sure. the Vikings. He did not see a loss on the schedule. Right, and I he mean he's an expert, and I I agreed with him. Um, I assume well, that's, that's where we're at right that's now. That's pretty much where we're at. Yeah, we're looking for losses. I mean, it happens. Well, that's you know, where we're at in the podcast is is picking the the, the season record. So, what are you, are you going sixteen and zero, Stu? You know, I'm gonna. I mean, the '98 Vikings are the best you know Vikings team of my lifetime, and they they lost a game to a very <laughs> very good Tampa Bay squad in the regular season. So. I'm going to say 15 and one. There's going to be a game out there. There's other teams that are good. Yeah, not as good as the Vikings, but you know, you you show up on a road game. You know, and there's going to be they're going to be fired up. They're going to take you know they want to give the Vikings their best shot because the Vikings are the class of the NFL. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 15 and one. I think maybe that loss. You know, I mean, you know, we we have our rivalry. I mean, I hate to say it, but Green Bay might have a pretty good shot at Lambeau. I don't know. So, well, fifteen and one would be my shot, and I'd say the one loss maybe at Lambeau. I think that's nice. That I, I think we all agree that these guys can and should be better than the '98 Vikings. But it's it's us just being sort of Minnesota humble to just be like, ha, they'll just be equal. You know, they'll just be mm-hmm. they'll just yeah. be as good with the fifteen and one. Mm-hmm. 
So, Stu, I, I really appreciate that you bring some of that class to this podcast. The humility. Well. Yeah, humility, that humility what, is really that's, important. That's what the whole, it's what the podcast and the sport of football is about, is humility. I think that's mm-hmm. it's why it's so relatable. You know, yeah. when I look at it and I go, yeah, man, that's what, what you guys are doing is basically what I'm doing in my life, metaphorically speaking. You know, Met- you, you're, Met- out of, you're almost out of the realm of metaphor. Here. I mean, you're this also is so you're, close this is, to home. This is real. This is it's almost too real. It does. It feels you're, weird. You're the bastard executioner. Feels uncomfortably real. Um, well, you I hate are to, the bastard executioner, Brandon. I hate to dampen this, uh, but I, boy, I looked at that schedule and, and I hemmed and hawed. I, you know, uh, luckily I haven't been working lately, so I had a lot of time to look at it. And uh, and I, I, I just. I think thirteen and three. And let me before you before you yell at me. I'm kind of the same way with Stu. Is we're gonna have we got some tough in in division rivals. Uh, I think just something's gonna go haywire. You know how the refs are in Lambeau. They're so oh, well, they're in against the bay. us. Give me a break. I mean, it's a miracle to win yeah. that. You know, so you're gonna get some bad calls. Teddy will probably. He'd probably be broken in half, you know. You never know, but he'll come back. He'll come back and he'll be fine. But he may not be... to mention the widespread cheating in the NFL that may or may not exist. We don't, we, uh, you know, we don't have concrete proof. Got my fingers in my ears. Except that the Patriots cheated like in the first quarter tonight, so we know that it's still it's an ongoing problem. There's not enough proof. We don't we don't know that. I gotta see I the evidence. We can't, we, we can't specifically say that there was cheating, but they cheated. Well, I, that's neither here nor there. I, I want to focus here on, on, on my squad and our squad. Um, so I got them losing a game to, to one of our... Are these your squad goals, Brandon? These are my squad goals right now. This is just realistic. Okay. Just just talking right now. Uh, I got losing one to Green Bay. And then I think that they're probably going to... I see Green Bay having a down year. I, I think they're just going to be not great this year. So I think they're going to get up to 13-1. and one, And really, I really want to see what Sean Hill can bring to the table and uh, just let loose there. Maybe give Bob Blanton a staff and maybe allow Patterson back in the team. And I think they're going to keep the two two last games competitive, but they'll sit all their starters and, and lose those. A couple nail-biters, bad luck, and, and end up 13-3 and three and uh, and obviously win the Super Bowl. I could see that happening. Yeah, yeah. John, do you got a, a prediction? Yeah, I I think that you guys are discounting the... The, the character that's going to be shown by the Vikings. Mm, yeah. and Character's I, a big word. I tend to do that. This year. But I, I think of character and morality. When I think of the Vikings, those are the two words that... They go hand in hand. Yeah. I think they would go 0-16 if they could give their kidneys to people who needed kidneys. Yep. It's just that people who need kidneys, they just, they're, they're too stupid to ask. That's, it's, it's kind of the people who need the kidneys' fault. Yeah. Exactly. I'm tired. Of, I'm, honestly, I'm, not, I'm. I'm going to throw this out there. People with, who need kidneys, shut up. Sick of your shit. Tired of it. I was just about. To, you about took kid- the words out of whenever my mouth. you're around them. That's exactly. all they talk kidney about. Kidney this, kidney that, kidney everything. You if know I don't what? Do when I'm going to die. Up. Shut up. Can you drive me to? Shut can up. You drive me to dialysis. <laughs> you know what? If you're on the Vikings, you just go, get there yourself. Like. Mm-hmm. Ivy's got wheels on it. Exactly. His name's Captain Munderland, not Donor Munderland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. So, John, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say they're givers, they're character guys, 10 and 6. Because they're going to give them away. 
because that's that's what they do. Because they're like at the children's hospital all morning and leading up to the game, and then it just takes them a while to get back into that that bruiser mentality. Is that what you mean? Yep, that's exactly what I mean. I thought so. I knew I knew that's what you meant. Yeah, totally. Uh, all right, Clarence, what do you got? I've got fourteen and two. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I think there's always those two games floating out there that you just don't see coming. You never know. One one early in the season and one late. And I think they're going to be for the best. They are going to uh, they're going to be character builders. They're going mm-hmm. to you know that you're not infallible. You're not perfect. You better you better be ready for the playoffs, guys. Because because you could lose ninety eight Vikings lost. Now we know they were jobbed by the refs and by. Denny the Greens and Patriots Compton, too. But, uh, you know, I think it'll be for the best. I think you know, even at fourteen and two, they'll get that that first round by, and and their last maybe their last two games of the regular season, they can they can play Sean Hill and give the starters a blow. I think if we can give you know the offensive line a blow, if we can give uh, really, if we can give them all a blow. That would be a lot of fun. It would be a great gift that we my could dream. Give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine it. <clears throat> I imagine it all the time, but just looking into the season and yeah, I mean, we got a big lead. Let's give Teddy a blow. I just right there. That's it. That's the dream. So that's what I see, uh, and then obviously NFC Championship, Super Bowl championship. Um, you know, parade the whole deal. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Season's going to be a lot of fun. Buckle, buckle in. Do you think they clear Magical the parade ride. route from the Twins to the Vikings or just like leave Nicollet Mall closed the whole time? Just I, be I, like I, a blanket set out. By yeah. that time, the new stadium's going to be just about open. What if the parade goes right into the new stadium and we can Yo. all like, be there? Like they open up one side of it, or maybe one side isn't done yet. And and the parade, and they just come in, the, and we're all in the chairs in the new stadium. One of the most gorgeous structures I've ever seen on planet Earth. This new stadium, going just go to the bank. You know what I mean, man. I you know I think it's a microcosm of how I feel about the bike. Just they're overwhelming in my life, yeah. and they're overwhelming on the skyline. It's overwhelming, and I, what I love about it is um, I, I don't like um, right angles. I think that's sort of a tired old architecture, <laughs> like a, a fad that's gone out of that's gone out of style. And you can see it when you look mm-hmm. at that uh, monumental uh, structure that basically it covers up like most of the sun, which I it's think imposing. Is, which I think I is want to build it. Only it just got fucked up last night. Yeah. Just literally just got its shit. Yeah. Just messed up. That's what I want out of a building. I think this new stadium is there. It's it is so right, right there. clear. What's up, Fauché Tower? Yep. But fucking you in the ass. Just so yeah, small. I'm tired of your like clear lines and Bauhaus. You know, it's I'm tired of it. Just and it's all Line symmetrical. Ugh, get out of my face. We're talking architecture, Mandy. You my guys... wife just doesn't understand right now. <laughs> I can't imagine. Um, yeah, just looking at me funny talking about architecture. She knows what's up, but she doesn't know what's up. We've talked about this before, but it's an important note to remind our devoted listeners. You guys, I know you're with me. Where's Wait. the Super Bowl at this year? 
San Francisco. San Francisco. Boston, sounds Minnesota. like sounds like an expensive city. San Francisco. You need a little oh, money. Where yes, you, you, you do. You need a little money to get to San Francisco, I believe. Where hmm. Where are you going to go to get that money? I, I got some ideas. Yeah, you're going to go to the bank, motherfuckers. You got to get to that bank before you get out to the East Bay. Super Bowl, homeboy. See that coming, did you, bitches? That's a great one. Great one. All right, well, let's... uh, I think we all feel really good about this preview. Let's sign off and let's get over to the Sports Fist. Uh, I think there's a... Lovely day. Lovely day. So good. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wonder if she's gone to stay. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Hi everyone, welcome to the Sports Fist. Uh, it is that time of year. The uh, worst professional sport on the planet is starting up. And since we uh, run a sports podcast, we feel obligated to talk about uh, one of the biggest... And we hate ourselves. One of the biggest embarrassments to our state, that would be the Minnesota Vikings. Um, so let's go through a quick season preview um, um, about the Vikings. Seven and nine last year, they were the luckiest miracle. seven nine team on the planet. I just this just earlier tonight, I looked up the wins that they had. Uh, if you guys are faint of heart, I, I would suggest you don't listen for the next few seconds. Their seven wins came against the St. Louis Rams with Sean Hill and Austin Davis as their quarterback. With the six and ten against the six and ten Falcons. Against the worst team in the league, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Against the biggest embarrassment, Washington Redskins. The seven and eight Carolina Panthers. The four and twelve New York Jets, and somehow squeaked a victory over a team that had completely given up, the Chicago Bears, who fired a bunch of people afterwards. Those are legitimately the seven games that they won. They somehow just found the only teams who were worse than them. There were seven of them, and they played each one of them and. Squeaked a few victories out of it. And um, there are people in this town that seem to think that that means something positive is going to happen this year. Uh, find me a win on this schedule. Any one of you, please. 
Don't ask me to do something. Don't don't ask me to do something I can't do, Brandon. Don't set me up for failure. Okay, fine. I won't ask you that. I will ask you uh, more of an open-ended question. How many minutes is Teddy Bridgewater going to last this season? How many will he live? He may live the entire season. I mean, he may not die. Maybe. Maybe. How many will he play? worse than death. (laughs) (laughs) And that fate is the Minnesota Vikings offensive line. I'm on record as saying week four. He won't see. He won't make the end of week four. I think that's being generous. I think. And even staying healthy those first three weeks, he's going to be sacked a billion times, pressured. Uh, He's going to throw how many interceptions the first three weeks on a what was supposed to be a slant, and Patterson is running a fade route (laughs) from our own (laughs) ten yard line. Uh, Pearson is at. Ghirardelli chocolates. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, yeah, it's going to be bad, and it's uh, it's going to be ugly, and we're going to be watching Sean Hill for the majority of the season, <laughs> and he's like thirty nine years old, right? So who's our third? Who's our third quarterback? Thirty nine is fairly optimistic Minion. for John Hill. So Sean Hill is forty seven years old. The, uh, third, um, I believe it is uh, Tyler Meineke. No, it's um um oh who did Sean Sean Hill adopted Steve DeBerg actually. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to have a youngster in the family. Younger go getter. Um so you know they Jeff about, George they talk has... about dividends and reverse mortgages in the huddle. It's it's pretty mm-hmm. fun. I, I heard a rumor that Jeff George just flew into town and he's staying at a Marriott, just waiting for that phone call to come back. <laughs> We may be giving Have him. We the talked th- about how weird Jeff George is on this podcast ever. No, oh, is he a weirdo? I think so. Well, you you've seen how he throws the ball, right? That's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he throws it like with his index finger on the like the tip of the ball and his like other three fingers in the laces, mm-hmm. which is just not normal. That's what mm-hmm. a, a weirdo does. He's fucked mm-hmm. up, man. Like a guy who's like you know. In Carcosa on True Detective season one, just you know, hanging out with his cousin and like having like glorious sex with her. So let's. Well, oh, oh, and my my, my, wishes my, my wishes <laughs> and my daughter can hear me. So oh, whoops. Need, huh. oh boy, quieter. So. Um, so we have objectively and easily the worst offensive line in football this year. They were one of the worst last well, year. They were terrible and got last worse. year. They did nothing to improve them. And now they're injured. And the only so two players how... worth a damn on the line last year were Lodeholt and Sullivan, and they're both out. Uh, that John Sullivan injury, that... He, John Sullivan himself might be the worst thing that's happened to Vikings football <laughs> in the last 10 years. Just himself. And I'm, I'm going to do my best to explain why. Yeah. And I'm going to try to... You know what I'm going to try to do? I'm going to, I'm going to compare John Sullivan to a slap shot my buddy Mike took in 1988 when we were in Banamese together. All right. Go for All it. Right, I'm going to do my best here. And you tell me if, you, if this makes sense or not. Yeah. My buddy Mike took a slap shot against Simley, Invergrove Heights Bubble, 1988, from the red line. Skating down, I was skating right. To his right, he was in the center ice. He took a slap shot from the red line and scored. 
from the red line. Oh, no. Great. We all celebrated. It was awesome. Jumped up and down. Mike scored a goal on a slap shot. We were like 13. Fucking coolest thing we've ever, ever seen. Oh, Jesus. I know how this ends. Oh, my God. The Vikings took John <laughs> Sullivan in, what, the sixth round? Something like that. 2008. Since then, the Vikings continuously just keep taking offensive linemen. Other than Matt Khalil, who's been an obvious failure, he, he's <laughs> a, the anomaly. But other than that, they, they don't take offensive linemen in, in free agency. They just pick them in the fourth round or later, thinking they can recreate John Sullivan. He's a good player. They think, no, you know what we can do, because John Sullivan worked out with John Sullivan. We'll just take guys in the sixth, seventh round, eighth round. doesn't exist anymore. We're, we'll just take it all work out. Mike took that slap shot and scored when he was 13. Every time he had the puck inside the red line, he took the fucking slap shot. Every <laughs> single time for the next five years. When we were 14, 50, he must have taken a thousand slap shots from the red line and never scored ever again. Worst thing, scoring that stupid fucking slap shot in 1988 because he wouldn't stop trying it again. That is sad. Did that comparison, was it was it apt? Did it, I, I know I mumbled and stumbled through it as with everything else, but No, John I mean, Sullivan's that's a great comparison. Success yeah. was Mike's slap shot. They've been trying to recreate that success. In the meantime, they've got something called T.J. Clemens starting on the offensive line. That sounds right. He barely played in college. He wasn't good enough in college. Barely played in college. They have a Mike Harris starting on offense. He was like the sheriff of a really poor southern county in, like, Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana. Yeah. You stole a lot of farms, Mr. Chisholm. We <laughs> 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 got rid of Dave Yankee. Going to have to bring him back. They got, got Dave Yankee and then resigned with the practice squad. Another, what, fourth round offensive lineman they took last year that, that didn't pan out. Another John Sullivan. Another Mike Slapshot from the red line that didn't go in. Uh, they've got a failure. Khalil at left tackle. Hey, everybody. Brandon Fusco. Fusco. They've got Fusco. Another rock. You know the season's Everybody's over when you hear Brandon Fusco. I, I never have seen it. So, yeah, it's the worst offense. Worst O-line in football. Worst O-line in football. And, and uh, we've got a, a criminal in the backfield who's older, and uh, old running backs uh, doesn't exactly work out ever. So that's not helpful. Again, Teddy's going to mm-hmm. be uh, broken in half by week four. And so we have got, a slight quarterback that weighs 110 pounds. So we've got Sean Hill now throwing to, again, and, Patterson's not even going to play. So he's going to be throwing to Charles Johnson. Sean Hill to Charles Johnson. <sighs> and people think that this is a uh, potentially playoff-bound team. A waiver wire pickup. That's who he's Sean throwing Hill. to. And, Waivers know, from the Browns. <laughs> he wasn't good enough for the Browns. So that's your offense. Well, that's your offense. So sometimes when you have a bad offensive line, what a, what an offensive coordinator will do is they'll 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 put a, a tight end in, in the backfield, you know, to, to maybe protect the quarterback a little bit. 
And, uh, oh, here comes the defensive lineman. Where's the tight end to, to block him? Oh, Kyle Rudolph's in North Memorial. No, he's he's not even on the field. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, great. Daddy's dead again. So that's our so offense. So much for that idea. So that's that's not good. So is their defense going to have to make up for it? Um, the uh, They were a below-average defense last year. They picked up um, a, a cornerback who will never see the light of day by Trey Waynes. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately an awful draft pick. Uh, for some Worst reason. pick of the draft. For some reason. Wad, do we call him? Wad. Worst pick of the draft. Biggest Wadman. reach of the draft, Bird. I, I don't know. I, yeah. Wad? I like Wad better. <laughs> reach of the draft. Reach of the draft would be Broad. Broad. Reach. Broad. Broad Wayne's. Worst pick of the draft. Whoopa. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so Trey Wayne's, he's going to be terrible. And uh, we got uh, Aaron, Eric Kendricks, who uh, the code, they kept calling him smart and game manager. That's just code for slow. So he's young <laughs> and already too slow for the NFL. So that's fucking great. Start. And couldn't uh, he this, couldn't, couldn't even. Out Gerald Hodges. Gerald Hodges. Gerald, he couldn't be out. Knee Hodges. Jerry Hodges, uh, who's uh, 60 years old as well. So, um, And Barr, is, uh, he is uh, in the adjacent room with uh, Kyle Rudolph over at North Memorial. <laughs> Who the hell knows what. It's like an ep- that Simpsons episode of the softball team. Like, whatever. Um, so uh, the way I'm seeing it, uh, this is a, a team that has a criminal owner, a delusional mm-hmm. child beater star, uh, mm-hmm. and the biggest homer media on the face of the earth, uh, Owen 16. That's my conclusion. Oh, St- Stu's paying, paying. Stu's paying his loan shark. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm good for it. I swear I'm good for it. <laughs> I, I do not see where any of this optimism is coming beyond the general it's September and we need to be optimistic uh, because the Vikings pay our bills. That's the only complicit optimism. Media. Complicit Willing media. Willing and complicit media. Yes. So that's my, that's my own 16. Terrible. Terrible team. Uh John, you got a, a win-loss prediction? Uh, I'm a little more generous than that. Three and 13. Three wins seems where, about accurate for this team. Where do you see the three wins? They have a tough schedule this year. Uh, well, they play the Bears twice. They can't win in, they can't win in uh, Soldier Field. They never win there. So how are they going to get yeah. two wins against the Bears? Oh, they play Oakland. Is Oakland a win? I, I like Oakland. I, I wanted to try to talk you into Oakland being our other team. One, it's fun saying pirate sounds. I love Black. pirate sounds. Yeah. Let's hear well, a preview of these pirate sounds. I'd like to hear what some of these would be. Well, there's the old stand. I mean, you want to just, arr, I mean, that's. I just would be doing right. arr the entire, just for, just for weeks at a time. Taste the tip of me sword. Pardon me? What the <laughs> hell? It's a porno? Swab the deck. <laughs> There's so many. We may still go with the season hadn't started. Oh, shit. season did start. Yeah. We still have time to pick a team. We haven't fully decided on the Jets yet.
good. Beautiful cheaters won again by a touchdown. They're so good. They have no proof. No proof. They are so good at cheating that no one has any proof. It's amazing. It's like some sort of born identity sort of deal. Just (laughs) pros. Absolute pros. So so not even Oakland. You're not giving him even the Oakland game. I mean, Atlanta's going to be Atlanta's going to be improved. So mm-hmm. I see one win against Chicago. I think New York may give up at the very end, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm on sixteen, so I don't know. I don't see. I don't see a cakewalk here. I got zero sixteen. Steve, Steve, you got more wins than three. Did we mute him? Well, we did, and he hasn't unmuted himself yet. So oh. okay. We're, We're going to take him, need him to figure out where the unmute button is. Oh, that, that's going to take a couple Sorry. weeks. Sorry. Oh, I there put we the go. kids to bed. Sorry about that. Stu, um, what's your prediction here from the our Well, let's see. I, uh, Captain Optimism, John Marthaler went three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, He's I mean, part that's, of that's the media. Media. That's typical John right there. Just you know, rose colored. He's so. <laughs> He's in the fast lane. Yeah. We'll go two and fourteen. I mean, there's two wins out there. He just the breaks of the game. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, happenstance, happenstance. This is even so. Jacksonville wins three games a year. Exactly, and then they That's draft, a reasonable. They draft the start. worst white quarterback available, and they lose a lot. And that's <laughs> yep. how they stay that way. Rinse and so. repeat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, two and fourteen. Your... Probably, uh, I'll say one division game. Let's say Detroit because Stafford and Johnson are both out. And um, let's, yeah, I don't even want just grab bag it, you know. Grab bag shoot. it. Who's, the, who's their uh, divisional, the AFC division they play this year? Who is it? They play Oakland and Oakland, Denver Oakland. and yep, Kansas City is, and Oakland. San Diego. So Oakland's, yep. Oakland's the answer. Let's yep. hope to God we go into there with uh, 0-9. And we mm-hmm. and we pick up one on on the Raiders. Let's please let's please hope that that happens. Uh, okay, we have talked enough. That's just quite enough of belly aching. Uh, this has been the sportive and the sports fist together, uh, previewing the Vikings. Uh, believe what you want to believe. Uh, I think another long covered. season. Yeah, another literally. Good luck, season. everybody. You can get it is through. worse. It is worse than Wade Anderson's Twitter account. It is just gonna. It's just gonna. Just <laughs> worse than the No Juice podcast. Every goddamn minute. It's oh god. <laughs> garbage. Straight hot garbage. We've always You're got to know. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. Goodbye. Whatever. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 